You're listening to episode 34 of the Junto Podcast. On episode 34, I'm joined by Jamie Woodson, Director of Career Pathways for Arkansas State University Mid-South. On episode 34, we looked at some statistics on parents attending college in addition to some resources that are available for students. Thanks for stopping by and enjoy the show. All right, welcome to the Junto Podcast, episode 34. Super excited to be with Jamie Woodson. Jamie is the director for the Career Pathways Initiative at ASU Mid-South, and uh, we, we've spent some time together building a relationship, working together, and when I say building a relationship, I'm talking about working with students, and as we begin kind of this conversation today, that's what this, uh, that's what this is about, kind of talking about students, uniquely uh, what I would consider non-traditional students, students who are also parents. Uh, but with that, Jamie, tell us a little bit about yourself. So glad that you're here with us today. And uh, tell us a little bit about your background, why this is important to you, and uh, tell us a little bit about Career Pathways. Well, first off, thanks, Jeremy, for having me today. I'm pretty excited about being here. Uh, so I've been with ASU Mid-South for the past four years, just about, wow. um, working in higher education. Um, this is actually my first position in higher education wow. was the Career Pathways program. Um, I come from a background of social work. I worked for social services for roughly six years before wow. I came to higher ed. Yeah. Um, and I just really feel like I found the niche that I was looking for in higher yeah. ed um, with this program because we are very much a service program um, and we're designed to help parents, you know, increase their income wow. and take care of their family and really change their um, generational, you know, outcome. Um, but yeah, that's a little bit about me. Like I said, um, I come from a social work background. I am an Arkansas State University graduate. I'm actually Red Wolves. From, yeah, there go Red Wolves. I, I'm actually from the Jonesboro area. Um, but I've been in the um, greater Memphis area for the past uh, about four years. That's know. awesome. Yeah, you know, I, I wanted, I approached you about doing this because I think it's very important, uh, not only from a local level, you know, a, a lot of uh, my listeners are local, uh, but even expanding outside of that, because a lot of what we're going to talk about today is not just a, an issue that's unique to Arkansas, but this is this is a nationwide issue that we're seeing um, in terms of these non-traditional students who are students that are trying to get their higher degree, but they also happen to have children, right? They have okay. kids of their own, and they're raising families. And I, 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 you printed off and gave me some awesome, <laughs> awesome homework to research, and I really love this. This is from an article by U.S. News and World Report, actually just from earlier this year, January 2022, and it says that more than one in five college students are raising children while attending school. I mean, that if you think about that, one in five, that's, that's huge. Um, and it goes on to say that 53% are raising a child under the age of six, and that's according to a 2021 Institute of Women's Policy Research. And then right underneath that, there's an interesting... Um, I guess, quote here, this is from Nicole and Lewis. She says, this is a very invisible population when it comes to higher ed. What are your thoughts on that? What, what do you think about that? I definitely agree with that. I think whenever you see the higher ed landscape and you see the marketing and just really the the population of that you think of that you see, you know, in the media about um, college students that it's generally like a traditional 
18-year-old. Um, they're going to be involved in activities and things yeah. like that. That's just not what we've seen. I mean, right. we have some pretty um, staggering data from our program that was collected a few years back. Um, and we are serving, you know, an average age of around 30. Wow. Um, College-age student. And um, I think the, the statistics on the children was like 2.3 children, something like that. Wow. Um, so it's like two or more children generally. Um, but the one in five number, I guess, you know, I have a unique position of being a part of this program. But, you know, I would say in our area it may be even higher even than higher. that than the one in five. Um, we don't have any real good data to pull. Right. Um, but we serve a pretty good amount of students and they're definitely that zero to age six like that is our target right there exactly and you and I both have uh, experience maybe not with our initial degrees uh, with you know pursuing a degree of higher ed and being a parent at the same time but I'll be honest you know when I was pursuing my bachelor's degree I was already married had kids and a lot of a lot of the students that we're serving and we'll get into career pathways in a second and how that works, uh, how we help students. But, you know, I, I was working. I had kids. I was pursuing a degree. And a lot of what I, I read in these articles, too, it says just that. It says that a lot of these uh, individuals not only are parenting, but they're more likely to have to hold down a job as well because you got to think about the additional responsibility mm-hmm. of children. And that's not even looking at the aspect of single-parent homes. That's a whole nother demographic, right. you know what I mean? And a lot of the, the people that we serve through Career Pathways, they are single parents. Exactly. Um, yeah, it's definitely like uh, my experience. I was a traditional college student, and that in in and of itself was such a struggle, just going, coming from a small town to a big university. Right. Um, and, you know, making it through that bachelor's degree, and I was a first-gen student as well. Um, but my second go around, whenever I went back to school um, for a master's degree, I did have a family and children. Wow. And let me tell you, it is tough. I mean, Super it took tough. several years to get through that. And so I feel for our students 100% because I would dare to say that some of these associate level programs that we um, work with students through are just as difficult, if not more, than some of the master's level programs out there. Um, it's just a different kind of education. Um, yeah. Some of these programs are a lot more hands-on. That's right. Whereas whenever you're in a higher level, it's more, you know, writing and, yeah. and soaking up information. But um, definitely it's it's a struggle with children. And so... I'm glad to be here to to be able to help out. Yeah, and you know, uh, it's a struggle with children. Period. Whether you're pursuing yes. anything or not, just being a parent yes. alone is challenging enough. And if you're a parent out there, I know you understand exactly what we're talking about. But you know, uh, as things begin to change, uh, and as we, you know, we, you and I deal with this every day. I, I work with you uh, in this Career Pathways Initiative, and we see students who are way below the threshold when it comes to income, right? They're, they're in terms of poverty. And, uh, you know, we see this. There's data to back this up. This particular article from Forbes, uh, and this is just from August uh, of this year, guys. The, the headline is, says, college is unaffordable for parenting students in all 50 states. So you got to think about not only is there a challenge to parent 
to rear your children, to instill the values, and and then you have the additional responsibility of working to provide income. But now you also got the challenge of increased costs and the idea of college becoming unaffordable for parents in all 50 states. What what do you think about that? I think that's spot on. Um, and I, But I was telling you before, I would definitely like to see some data specifically from Arkansas um, because it's in the community college scene, I mean, our program has definitely made it much more affordable. It's still tough. I mean, yeah. students generally still have to have a job. Um, I think the dad in this article said, like, to be able to meet their need, 52 hours a week would 52. be what they needed to work. Wow. It's insane. I mean, it's just not possible. Um, and it also mentions that the odds are stacked against, against students who are parenting, but they still manage to make it through. Like, And yeah. we see it every single year. That's we see right. students that make it through regardless of what life throws at them, and they definitely get some barriers in their way. Um, but it's that resilience and that drive to finish out that really – yeah. Him. You know, you think about attrition, which goes back to, to that drive and, and just being able to succeed. And uh, I think about the challenges, you know, we're motivated. We're not motivated every day, you know, and it's a struggle. Um, and that's what really drew me to Career Pathways um, at Arkansas State University, uh, because I, I believe it's a role of service. I believe we're here to serve this demographic, right? Because, uh that, that many people just don't know about these options. And that's really what we want to do. We want to kind of spend a few minutes talking about some tips and some tricks, tell you a little bit about some services that uh, are available because Career Pathways is something that is in every uh, community college or two-year institution in the state of Arkansas. Right. And I'm sure there are programs in other states. So if it's not Career Pathways, uh, and if you listen to this and you're not an Arkansas resident, do some research because I know there have to be things available uh, in, in your state if you're not an Arkansas resident. So Tell us a little bit about Career Pathways and, and uh, how we serve students. Yeah, I'd love to. Um, so like Jeremy said, we're at all community colleges in Arkansas. Um, we started back in 2005. It started as a pilot, and so it didn't go to all the colleges, I believe, until 2007. Wow. Um, but we provide, uh, we have a block grant. We come from the TANF block grant, so we provide assistance through that, um, and we're awarded every year. Um, the TANF is temporary assistance for needy families, yes. essentially, is what that is. Yes, it trickles down um, through the state government and then down to um, each of the colleges eventually. Um, but, yeah, so we um, provide things that the student needs. A big thing that's important for us is that we are not a one-size-fits-all. So if a student comes to us and has extensive needs, you know, they have run out of pill, um, financial aid wow. assistance, yeah. we can cover tuition for them. That's um, huge. We can cover books. We can cover any kind of really out-of-pocket fees that are associated with their program. Um, some of these programs have several little smaller fees that add up. Um, child care assistance. We right. work directly with the student to figure out, okay, do you need child care and how can we serve you? And some of the different ways we do that sometimes are by outsourcing to other agencies if right. that's appropriate. Um, but we also work directly with providers to pay those providers. Um, we provide fuel assistance. Yes. You know, we, uh, <laughs> each month we go out there and uh, the student, and it is a very accountable program. Um, we do ensure that the students are attending classes. Um, right. And it's, it's a little bit of busy work, but Jeremy <laughs> and I, we work together to come up with the amount that the students are able to receive each month um, towards their gas. 
Um, and that's super helpful, especially for our students with clinicals and things like Absolutely. that. Absolutely. Um, we have a new incentive program this year, actually last year, called Education Pays. And if students um, meet a certain income threshold within our program, they actually get incentive payments for having um, their GPA you know, 2.0 and above. Right. Um, and it, that's been wildly successful in helping students to have that, you know, just a little extra yeah, push. Yeah, incentive. To, right, yeah. to not drop classes because yeah. they do have to keep a certain um, uh, credit hour of, uh, limit as well. Um, we have that, you know, resource counseling, um, you know, like wow. job counseling. That's you know, huge. we have a awesome program, our job lingo that we work with to get students prepared for the workforce. Um, and that, that's about it. Um, really, you know, anything that, uh, we also have technology um, funding available to that's where true. we provide um, laptop assistance and Wi-Fi assistance even for students that don't have that at home. That's um, awesome. Those are some of the major points about our program and I'm definitely like a, you know, whole student approach to um, success. Yeah, and it is, you know, you think about the families and, and to, to participate in the program, you have to be what, below or 250 Yes. It's 250% below the poverty line or... 250% of the federal poverty level, level, which changes each year. Right. Um, but we monitor that each year with our students. Um, and we don't run into a lot of issues with that. I mean, generally... We really don't. That's pretty high if you think it about is. it. And not only that, but what is surprising uh, as we work with these students and we process this, you really, man, you really see... Uh, the poverty that some of these students are coming from, and which makes this program so much more important because uh, that is the goal of this program, right? To exactly. end the, the government dependence uh, or the need to rely on those external things, to be able to get an education and to build a career and a family and a, a legacy of education. So I know this is extremely important and all of those things. I mean, I'm just thinking about childcare alone. Right. Most child care centers or people that you have to pay for child care is extremely expensive. Yes. So if that's all you got from our program, my gosh, that is huge. Right. But you I think the data said like 10000 a year was the average in some of the states, which it said was more than the cost of attendance for college, which is, you know, yeah. insane. And I believe that because I have two little ones. <laughs> child care is very expensive. Well, and unique to our area, too. You know, we've got just like every other city. uh there, there is poverty here. Uh, you know, you have people that are doing extremely well, but you have people uh, who are not. And so that's that's one of the things and, and one of the reasons why I wanted to have this conversation, just because there is such a need uh, for people to be aware of this program. Uh, maybe someone is thinking about pursuing a dream, but they just don't think they can do it. And imagine how we're helping those students who know nothing about this and when they find out about it i mean i know it's rewarding uh, just when we're able to help and to hear those testimonials to say i couldn't have done this without career pathways uh so that's awesome tell us a little bit about your involvement with students jamie and what what the rewarding uh, aspect is to you because i know you really love what you do i do um Man, just what you just said about a student who, you know, doesn't really know they've heard of our program, you know, maybe through a friend or, or somehow. That's that's the biggest way that this program gets around is word of mouth. They did actually some studies last year and decided and figured out that it's not, you know, 
TV or radio or anything like it's word of mouth. People tell people exactly. about their experience with us. Um, but yeah, so you know when a student comes in and you know potential maybe student doesn't know what they want to do with their life, they're like, well, you know, my mom just does this. Um, I have friends that have done this, and so we really just work with them and say, okay, what do you enjoy doing? That's it. Um, and sometimes they already know. I mean, they come in and they're like. I want to be a nurse. I know yeah. what to do. You know, I just need help. Yeah. But in other aspects, it's like, you know, I don't really know. I kind of like doing this, but I'm not sure. Um, but working with them, you know, exploring their interests. We have some some cool little software programs that we use to kind of help out with that. Yeah. Um, but then sort of mapping it out and showing them that it's possible. Um, looking at the options as far as, you know, in-person classes, online, wow, hybrid. Awesome. Um, yeah, and it's the fact that you don't have to necessarily be a full-time student. You know, you can start with a couple classes. That's right. And that's what I always recommend is if you're not sure about your time schedule, um, to definitely start off a little bit smaller with the classes. That's great advice. Because um, you're going to be more successful. And I've seen that firsthand with several students that once they, if they get caught up in too much at one time, if they slow down. Yeah much more successful. Um, so that's definitely one of the things. Um, but yeah, you know, just seeing students succeed, um, man, some of our graduates just calling them, you know, or visiting with them and trying to get that information. Cause we do, you know, try to record employment information and things yeah, like that. Absolutely. But just hearing how excited they are about the job opportunities, um, hearing how much money they're being offered. <laughs> like it's so exciting to me. And, I'm, we've and got you're a, like, we had a hand in that, like yes, career pathways I mean, helped awesome. with that. You yes. Know? We've got a success story actually on our website of a student who graduated a couple years back, who was able to be a first time home buyer. Wow. Um, you know, from the first in her family, and she was just awesome. And I still follow her, you know, to this day to yeah. see how she's doing. Um, but just being able to see that and n- having that information in the back of my mind of students that I've seen go through the entire process when I'm meeting with a new student or, you know, when you are, um, just knowing that, you know, it's so possible. They just need a roadmap. Like they need somebody to hold their hand a little while along the way and say, it's going to, it's going to be okay. Like it's going to happen for you as long as you put the work in and you're already here, you're already showing up. So put in the work and, you know, stay on track. And, and that's one of the things too, uh, you know, it's not just about giving resources, but it's about, it's about being a counselor. It's about being an advisor. Uh, and that is the rewarding part. You know, a lot of times these students, uh, and and when I say students, we when I say non traditional, we have students that are in their fifties and some in their sixties. And yes. uh, you know, I have a student that I've worked with, and she said, you know, all my life, I've just given, 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 and I want to do this for me. Uh, and I believe she's probably late fifties, early sixties, and it's even inspiring to see them pursue their dreams. And hopefully, you're encouraged by that if you have a goal. Or if you have an idea, something that you want to pursue, um, and you just feel like you can't do it, let that inspire you. Because I'm inspired by these students, and it kind of makes me want to do better and be better. But you said some interesting stuff uh, here about it. Going back to the career pathways, I thought these were some interesting stats. And this is from uh, an article that actually does give information about our particular program, the Career Pathways Initiative. But it says... Uh, that more than 3,780 individuals were enrolled in CPI programs 
at a community college. Uh, that's from 2009-2010. And here's some interesting stats. It says with an average age of 29, which you said 30, but here's where it gets crazy. 89% of participants were female and 58% were single parents. 89% were female. I'm going to say we got to hear it for the ladies because, man, and, and I tend to see that. Mm-hmm. Most of the individuals that do utilize a program are female. And I bring that up because just this year we've had a change in the program. And we're, dudes, if you're out there, come on, <laughs> take advantage of what we have for you. Uh, we want you to participate in this program too. But now we can even uh, work with uh Dads, non custodial parents, yeah. right? That's a new aspect. Tell us about that. It was really exciting when we found that out this year um, because traditionally, you know, the program's been around a, a, about 15 years. Um, it's only been for, you know, children in the home. But I think that we've come to realize that support is also needed for those non custodial parents. Wow. Um, either way, they have a responsibility, you know, for Absolutely. a family and they are changing the landscape of our um, state. And so um, we found out in the summer that we are able to start um, assisting non-custodial parents, and we're definitely trying to get more uh, technical programs involved because we've really tried to reach out to technical programs in the past, but it's been a little bit more difficult. And we think that was one of the barriers is because maybe, you know, the the father may not have been in the home all the time with the child, Um, but we're really excited to be assisting because some of those programs can be a little bit more difficult to um, go through as far as the costs involved. Absolutely. Um, not, you know, not being able to work full time while you're going through the program. And we have several tech programs available on our campus. Um, and we're definitely excited to be able to assist more males and not just the tech programs, you know, I say that, but we've got males who go through the nursing program. Absolutely. One of my, a lot of male nurses, yes, you know, one of my favorite students from a couple of years back was a, a male student who did just phenomenal. Um, and I would love to see more come through some of our programs, you know, um, on campus. I I would and be too. able to help them out and show them that, you know, there's something here, there's a program here to support you and that you're not in this alone. Yeah, I'm a man and uh, <laughs> I'll speak on behalf of men. I, I don't know. It's just, uh, we don't we don't handle our business as well sometimes as the ladies do, but we're here uh, for the guys too. And we want you to take advantage of this program. If you're in Arkansas or, or if you're local specifically to our area and you attend ASU Mid-South or you're thinking about attending ASU Mid-South and you fit the description of that parent, whether it's non-custodial or not, come see us. Uh, We want to try and help. And, you know, a lot of times I know people say, well, I'm not going to qualify for the program. And here's what I always say, just submit the application. Just submit it. You never know. Um, uh, We're going to review it and we'll we'll do our due diligence for sure. But just submit the application because uh, we want to make sure everybody at least has the opportunity to try and take advantage of everything we have here uh, at ASU Mid-South and Career Pathway initiative so right and we definitely have a culture of acceptance I mean we talk about this but we do the best we can to assist as many students as we can and we want you here and we want um, you to know if you're thinking about you know uh, any kind of higher education but especially coming here to see us like we want you here and I want you to feel welcome and definitely come and, and check us out yeah, crazy, crazy stats, crazy stuff. Um, you know, uh, the world is changing, and that's always going to be part of uh, humanity, right? Changes happen. But uh, we want to encourage people uh, because going back to just college in general and going back to some statistics, people aren't going to college uh, as much as they used to. You know, and it's a struggle. Uh, Colleges struggle just like any other business. You know, you think about the pandemic and you think about, uh, 
how uh, all these businesses were affected. Uh, but people don't understand colleges were affected too. And, and everybody I know, what I love about this, and I know a l- most universities probably have this same mindset, is that the people that are here truly want to serve these students. Uh, what can we do, Jamie, just uh, generally, if you have something on top of your head, what can we do to help combat the low enrollment? Or what can we do to encourage more people to pursue that, that degree and, and enroll? Well, man, if I had the real answer to that, then I'd probably be in another <laughs> We wouldn't position. be here, huh? <laughs> um, but, you know, I think something that I've discussed with some of our colleagues, um, getting the stories out about some of our students are, to me, like, that's one of the number one ways is showing, like, students that have been successful and how they did it, you know, what help Absolutely. that they had and that they, they went through the same struggles that you may go through. Um, I say between that and, and just, you know, um, putting more information out there about the programs that we offer. Right. I mean, I think that we do a good job of that, but, you know, we can always improve that. Um, Absolutely. But the fact that, you know, number one, I, I just wish it was um, shared more that community colleges are so much more affordable. So to start much out more at. affordable. I never started at a, I did not go to a community college. And, <laughs> you know, I, I guess four years have kind of a hold on the high school. Well, you know, um, it's this big, uh, yeah. like, it's glamorous. It right. seems glamorous, and, you know, it's sold to you like it's going to be a great time. Go live right. in a dorm, right. and you get that full college experience, which I never had. I, I got my degree, actually, associates from here. Right. Uh, and so, but, yeah, I agree with you. It's got such a hold on the people, and I, I'll let you finish your thought because I love what you're saying. So Right, and I think just, like I said, uh, communicating the value of community college and man, you know, even it took a long time for me to even realize until I was working in the community college area, um, how much, how more, how much more cost effective community colleges are, um, when it comes to that financial aid, you know, generally you're going to get the same amount of financial aid, no matter where you go. That's true. Um, you know, some schools may have other you know options available. Um, but it's, it's going to be a fraction of the cost, um, on you and you're going to get the same information. You know, we have, same information. we have general education here. And so the majority of bachelor's degrees out there, you know, especially in Arkansas, you can just get that general education degree or one of our other two year degrees or, um, associate of sciences and transfer that. I mean, we have some transfer plans directly for Arkansas State University, several degrees that you can transfer over to and pull all your credits. And, um, you know, we have transfer scholarships that you can get where it covers your entire tuition if you have a good GPA here. Um, But yeah, I definitely wish that that was communicated more that um, just that value for your money. And I know 18-year-olds aren't necessarily that (laughs) concerned with it, but they at just want our, that college experience, you right. know. I want the big college experience. Right. At our average age, with like, you know, 30 being the average age, I mean, you're definitely thinking about that more and you're not wanting to take out loans. Um, we we try to discourage, you know, if you can minimize the amount of loans that you take out, that's for the best. And I'm happy to report that a large amount of our um, students, particularly the ones that go through our nursing program, uh, come out debt free. Man, that's um, awesome. Can you imagine yeah. going to college? I mean, that's crazy. That's it unbelievable. Is. I can't imagine it, and I wish I could. And, and <laughs> me that's too. The, we're hoping that this next generation is able to, you know, take that on and and not have to worry about that debt because there's programs like ours that make it possible without putting this, you know, debt big on financial your, burden on yes. you. You know, it's one thing to get a degree, but then graduating with a pile of debt and. You know, I don't mind sharing. It's a it's a large debt I have, and it's still one I'm paying on, and I'll be paying on it for years. But 
Uh, such good information, Jamie. I love that. And, you know, I was told long ago that basics are basics. You know, you get your basics. You, you Like you said, there's just so much more value in pursuing uh so many reasons to stay local in my view. Uh, but, uh, you know, if, if you feel like the four-year uh, thing is for you, then good luck with that. We ask you just to utilize the resources that are available on your campus. But exactly. going back to a little bit of this data, and we're going to give some final tips and tricks or any final thoughts in just a second. But this is from the article uh it was last year, I think it says it's from the Aspen Post-Secondary Success for Parents. It's a press release. Here's some interesting data about parents who are, or students who are parents. It says that uh, students, okay, more than half of student parents say they were made to feel less welcome on campus. Mm. Isn't that wild? I think that might be one of the reasons, too, why maybe parents don't. Maybe they're like, uh, I don't fit that traditional mold, or maybe, I don't know. I, I just thought that was interesting. And then it goes on to say the figure was even higher, 67% among younger student parent ages, and only 37% of student parents said they felt their college or university was supportive of them supportive of student parents. Yeah, I think that just goes to show you where there's a, a resource gap in a lot of these universities. And it's something that here, you know, at ASU Mid-South and at all of our Arkansas um, community colleges, that we've found a way to fill that gap yes. and to provide that assistance. You know, I think there's always kind of that outsider syndrome, yeah. you know, kind of no matter where you are, if you don't fit that traditional, like I said, 18-year-old that's right. right into college. Um, but I think that that is part of our responsibility as a campus and as a community to make sure that they do feel welcome and that they see others that look like them That's in our right. materials um, yeah. and that they see, you know, services. We, you know, we try to hold workshops and different things that are geared towards them. Um, and I think that's where we can definitely hit the mark there. I love it. And I love this, though, because it's not all bad news. This this same article goes on to say, and this is, uh, this is the difference between, I, th I would say, maturity level. It also says that student parents, especially those over 25, show remarkable resilience. Student parents often report a greater sense of purpose and meaning in their lives and have significantly lower rates of substance abuse. It says they are also incredibly committed to their academic studies. Now, that's something, you know, an 18-year-old or somebody who, it, right. I, I love that. And it goes on to say this. It says they engage with their professors more during office hours at a much higher rate than their non-parenting peers. Uh, so a lot of good things, you know. Um, I know a lot of times coming right out of high school, your maturity level just isn't there. So I think that's a unique aspect mm -hmm. that parents can bring to a university is that they know, okay, it's time to to buckle down. Right. It's time to to take care of business. And it's not just about getting through the work, but it's actually caring about the work. It's actually soaking up what they're learning. It's engaging with the professors. So parents, uh, if you're a parent and you, you're considering this, you have a lot to offer. And we could use you here uh, at ASU Mid-South. And if you're not local to, your, uh, to, to this area, uh, if you have a two-year institution uh, where you are, I know they would love to have you as well. So Right. And, and they're not Generally, they're not here to waste time. That's it's, it. You know, once they've figured out what they want to do, Boom. very determined. And if, if they're not here, then they're being pulled in five different directions. Um, and so, yeah, you know, they're going to talk to instructors. And that's what we'd always encourage. You know, let them know what's going on in your life. 
and talk to them, you know, utilize what's available um, and get through that. You know, they're not just out here dropping classes left right. and right. Like, and, it's, you know, we need to get through this because this is the next step towards this degree. We're not messing around. Yeah. And that's <laughs> definitely the experience that I've seen with the majority of our it students. It is. Me so. too. And uh, I love it because, uh, you know, I've worked with youth a long time, uh, but I certainly love working with our specific demographic. There's just a certain extra layer, I would say, of maturity. And uh, it is. It's it's fun encouraging them and being uh, an advocate for them, being someone who can come alongside them and, uh, you know, give them some resources and tools. Uh, and, and I love what we do. Uh, data has shown that what Career Pathways does is effective. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the data is out there to support that programs like Career Pathways are making a difference. And that's always encouraging to know that you're making a difference uh, in your community, but if you expand that out like a like a lens, you zoom out, you understand that it doesn't only affect your community, but it begins to affect. Uh, it it goes broader than that, and that's what we want. So exactly, exactly. I think just with children, you know, they they see their parents hitting <laughs> their dreams and meeting their goals and yeah. going out there. Um, and whenever that happens, it just changes the trajectory of their life yes. and their family's life. And it's just a beautiful thing to see. And it's awesome. Jamie, I love it. I appreciate all you do for Career Pathways. Did you have any uh, final thought or anything that uh, you wanted to express? If there's anything you could say about what you do or this program or anything at all, what would that be? Um, really just, you know, it's something that I've been thinking about a lot lately, but, you know, what is sort of, as the title suggests, what is the secret or the key to success? Um, and I really think that is just honing in on something that you wow. really want to do. That's good, Because when you're a parent, um, you're going to have to spend however much time away from your children, you know, at work or, yeah. you know, pursuing your career. And you have to hone in on something that you really, truly enjoy doing. Wow. Uh, you know, find a way to uh, get the education needed to be able to do that on a daily basis. And that is really, you know, what is going to help you succeed if you want something bad enough. And I think that's the difference between the, the few students that we see that maybe, you know, drop out at some point, which is like very few, the ones who decide what they want to do and go after it and keep on. Um, that is, those are the students who succeed. And no matter what life throws at them, and they definitely have seen their fair share of, oh, man. of trials and tribulations, um, they make it through to the end. And so definitely finding something that you're passionate about you're going to have to be away from your family doing something that you want to be doing for you know that's it. years of your adulthood wow that's great advice yeah find that passion uh find what what you're good at uh and what what you love to do pursue that thing and you're always going to have people to support you uh if you're here at asu mid-south uh, you always have jamie and i for support but uh, all the staff here we're here for you guys we're here to serve these college students and what an awesome program jamie it's been awesome talking to you and learning a little bit about career pathways and uh looking through this data you know i think it's really interesting and it just reaffirms that what we do here at the college is so important and uh, seeing those lives change that maybe wouldn't have been able to pursue their degree were it not for, for a program like Career Pathway. So it's been great talking to you. Awesome, Jeremy. Thanks so much again for having me. And like I said, we would love to work with more students. And like we said about finding what you want to do, if you don't know, that's okay. Like it's okay. We want you to still come in and talk with us and meet with us and let's figure out what you want to do that's together. It. Hey, it's always better together. And that's what we say here at the Juto podcast. 
Thanks for listening, guys. You can catch us on the next episode, and we appreciate you tuning in. Take care.